Ezekiel chapter 37. Song is fitting with my message today. Today I want to preach a message on winning souls. Winning souls. I think if there's one thing that can help clear up a hurting heart. I think if there's one thing that can help a distracted mind. I think if there's one thing that can help a disgruntled person. I think it would be this matter of winning souls. Today we reap or miss the golden harvest. Let's talk about it for a few minutes today. Father, we pray now as we open your word, we pray that you would bless. <clears throat> Father, once again, we ask that you meet with us. God, this matter of winning souls, God, I pray, Father, that you would, all, you would help us all to examine our hearts and lives, God, and just determined to get better. Father, I don't think there would be one person in this room that would say, I can't get better at this matter of winning souls. Father, so I pray that you meet with us. Again, thank you for this time that we have together. I pray that you'd use it for your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. One of the, <clears throat> one of the things that when I was in school a couple years ago in college, um, one of the things that um, the dean of students would often talk about, preacher would often push, was a, there was a few things. One, one thing off topic was a matter of he, he would get on us kids about not paying our bills. I got called in the office because I was $600 behind on my bill. And you would have thought I was $60 million behind on my bill. And Dr. Dillabaugh said, and it was good for me. He, he pointed at me, and he said, if you can't pay your bill, it was back in that era. And then whatever else came out of his mouth. So I went, and I got my bill caught up, because I thought he was going to kill me. And another thing would be this matter of winning souls. I would often hear preachers say, if you can't win souls, then why are we here? If you can't win souls, then why are we here? And as a little knucklehead, sitting, I'm not here because this was a gym, but sitting in an auditorium hearing preachers say that or hearing Pastor DeLong or Dr. Dillabaugh saying that, if you can't win souls, if you can't tell somebody about Jesus, then what are we doing? What are we doing? I, I know that, and, and I, can't, I can't speak for everybody, but I think everybody would agree with this statement that I'm about to make. I think we all can do better about this matter of soul winning. I think we all can. I'm not judging anybody because I don't know what you do when you're out. 
but I think we all can do better at just passing these out. For the spring push, we're going to do something for the little kids with the tracks, passing out tracks. I think we all can do better with it, maybe. I can do better with it. Is that better? At passing out tracks. And I was thinking about this message last week as I was studying it. And, God, and the reason why I was thinking about it is because, you know, when you're reading your Bible and, and, and you're, you're looking at kids run around and, and, and you're dealing with different people, God said, you know what, Todd? We're probably, some of the kids that you're seeing run around, you're probably looking at a, some kids that are not saved. And I'm probably looking at now, at this very moment, someone that's not saved. It is possible. We don't want that. We would wish, as we just sang, that everyone would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that's why we need to be nice to one another, because... Maybe somebody is dealing with something, going through, being, getting discouraged or, or having some bitterness. And one of the reasons why they can't overcome it is because they're not saved. Jesus is not there to help them. And you know what we can do? We can help them. I'm working on a lesson I'm calling it, we can do better. Because they probably don't know. They probably don't know. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, the Bible says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. And caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, they were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. He said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. He said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up the flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking And the bones came together, bones to his bones. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, and there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came to them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great 
army. We picture this valley that's full of dry bones. And as you sit here, it's not as grisly as it probably was when Jeremiah was looking at it. It's hard to, to, to wrap our minds around this valley that's full of dry bones. But I don't think it was a pretty sight that Jeremiah was looking at. I think it was a dismal sight. And as God told Jeremiah to look at this valley that was full of dry bones, God asked the question, he said, can these bones live? Now, if that was me as a bus kid, you know, I would be, yeah, they, they can live. Oh, yeah, they can live because you're God. Yes. This is sing a song. Hip bones. Anyway. But if we look at Jeremiah, we don't, uh, did, he, did he fail the faith test here? God said, can these bones live? Jeremiah said what most of us would say. You know. I don't know. You know. I think that would be the response of a lot of us as we go into our ministries and we're dealing with different people. We see kids that are acting up, people that are acting up. We hear things that, that are just over the top. Can you ask a question sometimes? Can these bones live? God knows. And you know what God knows? God knows they can. God knows they can. We often hear about how bad our world is. Just coming in today, listening to BBM just for a few minutes, you're going to hear something negative. Coming from Chicago. There was another shooting, I think it was on the highway, a bunch of people got killed, a little baby got killed, just this morning. There's so many bad and negative things that we hear today. So many, each and every day. When we go out, and like I said, there may be some dry bones, some, some kids that aren't saved in here. But for the most part, I would say everybody in here, or most people in here are saved. We don't see a lot of dry bones maybe in here. But as soon as you go out into society... What do we see? And sometimes it's so sad. We just sing this song so little time. We get so wrapped up in us. We get so wrapped up in us that we don't see the dry bones. We don't see the dry bones. God knew the answer when he asked Jeremiah, can these bones live? God always knows the answer. But if, there, if we're going to see the bones that need to live, 
there's a couple of points, three points I want to look at today. First of all, if the bones are going to live on our part, somebody has to see them. God says, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me in the midst in the, uh, in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, they were very dry. Can you see the bones? Can you see people that are lost? Do you care to see? Do you care to see those that are lost? Yesterday, saw a bunch of kids running around. Went up to a girl. I had a, I had a John Roman that's been sitting in my, my office for a long time. And just, I'm just saying, God was commit, convicting me about passing out Bibles and, and things of this nature. And that thing is sitting in my desk, and, and I said, it, it's not doing any good sitting in my desk. I'm going to give it away. So I was in the gym yesterday, and I got a bookmark, a college bookmark. I couldn't find one, so I got one of the, the, the college, you know, one of these bookmarks about this long, and a little Bible, but that's all I could find. Um, and I took the, uh, the little John Roman up to the gym, and I put the bookmark at John chapter 14. And I saw some kids running. I saw one young lady. I said, hey, come here. My wife was standing there. I said, do you have a Bible? She said, no, this is my first time. I said, I'm going to give you this. And I want you to read it. And I want you to bring it back to me tomorrow. Not tomorrow, but next Sunday. And she took it, and she said, I'll bring it back. I didn't do that because I'm a good Christian. You know why I did it? Because I'm not a good Christian. And God had to kick me. See the dry bones, Todd. See the dry bones. You got to see them. We talk about how bad the world is. We talk about how bad things are. And yet, what do we do? We just sing a wonderful song, so little time. What does it mean to us? And yet we'll go out, and I get it. And we'll go into our own little world, and we'll forget about it. There's excuses. Why don't I see them? I'm busy. Change your schedule. I'm scared. So am I. But the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I'm tired. Well, don't be lazy. I'm shy. Get unshy. I'm studying. Not at 10 bucks, you're not. Some people call it Starbucks, but hey. Some say, I can't remember the verses.
Get a track. Come here. Get a track. This is what this is what Pastor Long would have us do when I was in high school. When he would take us up to Chicago to the airport and drop us off at the airport, but all of us teenagers. And we would go through the airport passing out tracks, or we would go through the South Lake Mall. He would say this, on the way up, I want you to practice. I want you to practice with one another. So this is what we would do, because and I was a bus kid, uh, just, just learning. I didn't know the, the, the verses. So what would I do? I would take a track. Come here, come on. And we would sit on the bus. I'm lost. Okay, you got to win me to the Lord. Yeah, I want you. I want you. Uh, with the track? Or? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, so, I'm, uh, so, this is just a little something. I'll do it to you. Okay. <laughs> What's it? So, we are, we're walking at the mall or at the airport, see some guy. I, I remember one guy right now. I'm not making this up. Some guy was just sitting there. I was scared to death. I was scared to death. I still see it. God knows I'm telling you the truth. I still see it. One of the first people I went up to at the airport. He was sitting there by himself, and I went up to her and I said, Sir, can I give you something to read? This is about Jesus. Can I talk to you about it? And the guy said, Yes. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say yes. <laughs> don't, say, don't say yes. Just say, yes, I'll read it. That's all I want you to say so I can go. This is what you do. You open the track. The Bible says we are all guilty of sin, and we read it. You say, I don't know what to say. Thank you. I don't know what to say. This says it. This says it. Take a track, sit down, ladies. I don't know what the verses are. They're already in here. And a lot of you are better than... My, my problem was reading comprehension. That's why I, did, you know, I just didn't like to read because you know, I'm, I'm reading and I'm like, you know, and I'm, what's that saying? How I got through school, I don't know. I don't know, you say. I don't know. Practice. Get, some, get with someone and sit down and go through a track. I've never done it before. I know, pretty much everybody knows how to read. And I'm not saying that to be funny because a young lady that I gave a Bible to a week ago, she said, I don't know how to read. So I'm not making fun of anybody that doesn't know how to read. She's about 7th or 8th grade, and she told me she doesn't know how to read. I fully get it. But there is a way to get to those dry bones. There's a way, boys, to get to those dry bones. You stop looking at yourself and say, you know what? I'm going to be concerned about some dry bones. 
see these young ladies on Sunday. And it thrills my heart when I see them, girls, when I see these bus girls running up to you and they're giving you big old hugs and you're hugging them back. I think it was Jenna last... I'm sorry, Jenna. I don't want to embarrass you. Okay, it wasn't Jenna. Okay, I'll take it back. <laughs> some girl running down the hallway hugging someone. Not you. And she goes, hey. Let's take that a step further. I'm glad you came to church. I want you to listen today. I want you to listen today to your teachers. And if you make a decision, I want you to come and see me. Or when you do see me, I want you to tell me the decision that you made. You got to see it. You have to see it. And our problem is, sometimes we get so wrapped up in us that we don't see someone that's going to die and go to a Christless hell and be there forever and ever and ever. Listen, I don't know what you're going through in here. There, There could be a lot of junk going on. There could be a lot of bad things going on in someone's life in here. I get that. I've seen it. But let me tell you what will help you. Number one, if that is happening, you should talk to someone. You should get some help. You should say something. But number two, you get somebody to pray for. Somebody that's lost. And you say, I'm going to pray for that person. A few years ago, my father fell over at home, had a heart attack, went into a coma. At that time when he did that, our family was going through a lot of, my personal family was going through a lot of stuff. But as soon as that happened, all of that stuff that we were going through was gone because daddy was going to hell. And I knew that. You know what we did? We all started praying. I'm not making this up. We all started praying. Went to the hospital, got my phone. I would let set my phone down next to my father. They said, we don't know if he can hear. But I would set sermons down next to him, next to his ear. He was in a coma for like three or four weeks. And then one Thursday, he came out of the coma. And God gave us a window to talk to him. Hello. You know, all of that junk that we were going through, all of that stuff, I'm not making this up, it did not matter. You know why? Because I saw a dry bone. I'm going to heaven. I could be going through a lot here on earth, but one day I'm going to walk the streets of gold. I'm going through the pearly gates. And I knew somebody that wasn't. And all this stuff that I was going through, you know what? It didn't matter. 
Jalil's there. He knows I'm telling the truth. It didn't matter. Because my father was unsaved. We're living in a bad day. And a wicked day. But yet we need to stop making excuses. And we need to get out. Having a rough day? You having a rough day? Get with somebody and say, we need to go visiting. I'm going to go pass out three tracks. Come on, let's go pass out three tracks. Sometimes it's not easy. We were visiting in, in Gary with my wife. We're going door to door. You know, I'm the, you know, I'm Mr. Todd. I'm with my wife. We're going door to door in Gary. Everybody's going to like me. We walk up to the door, knock on the door. Watch me. Watch me. As it, I look, looked in the door, there were some steps that went straight downstairs. Guy came around the corner, he saw me in Sung Su, and he said, You, and he had a bunch of words behind it, and they were not good words. Get away from my door. <laughs> I was so embarrassed, dejected. I said, Sanksu, let's go. We're out, we're out of here. We're never coming back. <laughs> let's go. We're, we're never coming back. We're never doing this again. <laughs> Oh, we went to the next door. Sometimes you're going to get that. You know what you do? You keep going. Mr. Bob and I would always say, there's no fruit without the boot. <laughs> Just keep going. Number two, somebody has to tell them the good news. Jesus says, prophesy unto these bones. The Bible says, go ye therefore. He says he's not willing that any should perish. He wants to make you fishers of men. He says, go out and compel them to come in, that my house may be full. Go out and tell them. They need to hear that Jesus loves them. They need to hear that Jesus loves them. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians that that preaching to the lost world is foolishness. And yet, you know what we need to do? We need to get out and tell them. Tell them the good news. We heard about it last night, about Jesus' broken body, and the blood that was shed on the cross for our sins. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. Praise the Lord for his broken body. I'm glad I got to partake of that. We go to junior churches. You tell the kids in junior church and Sunday school classes. We here at this church and a lot of your churches... 
there's a lot of resources that go into telling people about Jesus Christ, isn't there? A lot of resources. We go on bus, we go to junior churches, we go into the old folks' home, in the Sunday schools, the soul winning tracks. What's it all about? To tell the world the good news. Listen, when was the last time you passed out a track of the good news? When was the last time you passed out a track of the good news? <laughs> no, I can't. Man, I, I can't. Man, I, 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 I got to get back and get to, uh, get to my, um, my gang, my, you know, shoot them up, hit them in the foot, you know, and kick them in the knee gang. You know, it's called, you know, beat them up, um, beat them up, you know, uh, on the... Um, Ship gang. Oh, there's a ship there. That's what I said. I couldn't think of anything. It'll bring you joy. It'll bring you joy. It'll help you put things in perspective in your life. It'll help you if you're discouraged. It'll help you, encourage you. Had a young lady. I won't even say it. I'm sorry, I shouldn't even brought that up. There's a lot of bad things that are happening to people that we bring the, to this church. And I'll say it like this. We had a young lady that needed, needed, just needed somebody to talk to. Whenever somebody, and it's happened a ton of times to me. I'll just say this one. I had a girl at the, we had an activity, a 13-year-old girl. This was 100 years ago. We had an activity at the upper field, and I had a little girl run up to me. One of my, one of my girls said, Mr. Todd, did my mom tell you? No. I'm expecting That's happened too many times. So I looked at her and I said, you are the rottenest person in the whole wide world. Why in the world did you tell me that? You should, you're no good. You're, I just like kicked her and did a judy, judo, like, and I was going, woo, <laughs> to her. You know what I say? We're going to make sure that that baby knows Jesus. 
We're going to make sure that that baby knows Jesus. Now look at me. Now you tell me that you're going to make sure that this baby comes to church. We got to tell them. That's why you're telling them. We're standing between the living and the dead. We got to tell them. Number three, and I'm done. We have to be obedient. We have to be obedient. God said, Jeremiah, prophesy. And Jeremiah obeyed. God says, go ye therefore. Who is God talking to? Who? Raise your hand if it's you. Do you believe that? Do you believe that there's so little time? Do you believe that there's so little time? So God says, go ye therefore, we should go. Back during the push, we had some kids inviting their parents to come out to church. And had a dad saw me in the hall when he said, I had to come to church. Why did you have to come to church? Because of these kids. Because of these kids. They kept on me. And they said, Daddy, you got to come to church. And he came to church. Amen. Little kids. But we're... We're not kids anymore. We have to pick who we talk to. And if I see you and I don't think you deserve to be talked to, I'm not going to talk to you. You're disobedient. Because the blessing that all of us have, remember this, kids, the blessing that all of us have is the Holy Spirit. If you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit. And you know what the Holy Spirit does? He convicts you. If you are convicted, clap your hands, jump up and down, say, thank you, Lord. Sometimes it's good conviction, sometimes it's bad conviction. But praise the Lord, you're being convicted. That means you're saved. Praise the Lord for that. And when the Holy Spirit convicts you and says, pass out those tracks, all those dry bones. Here. Would you please take this? It's about Jesus. It's not going to happen. Nothing will change unless you make a decision to change, to do something about it. Don't say anything about the sermon. Say this, I have so little time and I'm in the midst of a valley full of dry bones. Wouldn't you hate to see one of those girls that are hugging you Stand before God one day. And I'm not playing on anybody's feelings. 
But wouldn't you hate to see one of those little girls stand before God and God say, depart from me. I never knew you. That'll make you study a little bit more, won't it, for your verses and, and your stories, huh? That'll make you study. That'll make you study. The girl yesterday came up to me, ran up to me, and I, we're not even supposed to hug him. But she like she like did one of these numbers, go boom, bam, <laughs> Mister Todd. And I just did one of these numbers. And I thought, man, that girl's going to go to class. And I hope the teachers are ready. And the workers are ready. On the buses are ready. The gospel is not yours. It belongs to the world. I'll say it again. The gospel is not yours. If you have it, it's not yours. It belongs to a lost and dying world. Give it to them. Give it to them. It's not yours. Make Make a determination. Because all of us will say we can do better. But make a determination that I am going to do, I'm going to pass out some tracts. I'm going to go through one. I'm going to read it because I don't know necessarily what to say. So if I do come in contact with it, if, if my teacher tells me to go out and, and, and deal with the, uh, someone, I'm going to know what to say. I'm going to know what to say. That's what all these tracts are for. There's enough information in the tracks to lead someone to Christ. Isn't that what they're for? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to study. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to do it. Because I'm going to go out in the midst of a valley full of dry bones. And we do have so little time. Let's pray. (coughs) Father, thank you for your word. God, thank you for dealing with my heart. Father, you know I know I need to do better. Father, telling people about Jesus Christ and just passing out tracts. God, the world needs you. We say it. We sing it. But God, we need to continue to really do something about it. God, help us not to just say our church does a lot. Help us not to just say that. God, help us to look at ourselves and say, I need to do more. God, thank you for your conviction. God, we really, God, thank you for your conviction. And I pray, Father, that it would cause us to move. God, may it make a difference and each and every person in this room. Bless this invitation as only you can in Jesus' name.